So just before Sophie and I were married, we volunteered to take our friend's two young children out for lunch so that the parents could get some time together. All we had to do was take them a couple of stops on the tube to the local shopping centre where we would take them to McDonald's and then home again. I'm going to say the whole thing lasted three to four hours in total. But when the parents returned, they found us all, children included, asleep in the living room in the middle of the afternoon. Such was the collective mixture of exhaustion and relief that we'd all got home alive. I remember thinking then that when the time came for Sophie and I to become parents, we were going to have to raise our game a few thousand percent. Fast forward a couple of years and we are the proud parents to St. Peter's very own Milky Bar kid, 21-month-old George. When he goes out into the world every day, counting buses on the South Circular and blowing kisses at strangers, people would be forgiven for thinking that it all looks pretty straightforward. What they don't see is the daily 15-hour operation behind the man, the relentless back office logistics that go into making every day of George work. So let me run you through a typical day. We begin at a time of George's choosing. He likes to keep us on his toes by fluctuating sometime between the hour of five and six. He's a guy who likes to seize the day. Thoughtfully, knowing that we'll be sleepy, he's quite vocal, just in case we weren't sure that he was up. Alarm clock, all is forgiven, I miss you and your obedient snooze button. Please come back into my life. Whoever it falls upon that day uh, to get up with him rushes downstairs to warm the milk. George is thirsty. There will be no time to pee until mid-morning, so you better get good at holding it in. Once he's downstairs, thirst sated, it's time to prepare breakfast. For him, not you, obviously. Why does porridge take so long to cool down? Is our microwave nuclear powered I don't remember seeing that in the manual not that we ever read manuals of course to buy some time you reach for the remote and put on CBBS. the fact that the theme tune to Peter Rabbit will be whirring around your head in a work meeting later that week is a price worth paying as the prince eats it's time to check the weather You've checked it the night before, of course, and drawn up provisional plans for the next day, but right here, right now, you need the latest information. The worst is confirmed. Rain. Those of you with little boys will know that you have to get them out for the morning energy burn by at least 9 a.m. or else risk structural damage to your home. So having negotiated him into clothes, it's time to set off for the local soft play. For the uninitiated, soft play is a sort of voluntary day prison with various sponge-filled apparatus filled with toys uh, and balls. It's better known in our house as germ play, as the children in the neighborhood kindly bring all of their ailments along with them and spread them generously over all of the surfaces. And the staff keep the room at a perfect temperature for bacteria to breed. So uh, when we make our way home, we take guesses at what kind of cold George is going to start manifesting in about 48 hours' time. Uh, 
Now it's time for the nap. This is where parents try to recreate nighttime in the brightest part of the day. Once he's drifted off, usually after a few hundred laps of Dunelm Car Park, it's time for the support team to get that pee and something to eat. As always, all we've, all we've had so far today is one of George Bis- George's biscuits when he wasn't looking. You try to relax, but until he's slept past that magic hour, you're always on edge. Just one ill-timed Amazon delivery and things are going to be bumpy for the rest of the day. Nap done, it's time for the afternoon energy burn. The rain has cleared, so the park is in play. On your way, you pass the pub. It's 2 p.m. Too early for a beer? Surely George would sit down and watch the football with me. He says no, so it's on to the park we head. At the park, we meet a couple of guys from the parenting course you did before George was born when your biggest worry was how many muslins you'd ordered. We hug. A long, eyes-closed type of embrace that just says everything's going to be okay. (laughs) And so then it's home. Most people, when they're heading home from a day's work, think that the day is done. Not for us. We're about to face the final climb of the day. DBB. Dinner, bath, bed. However many times you've something before, dinner is your nemesis. Just because he loved something yesterday has no bearing on whether he'll be up for it today. So you hedge your bets. You have a primary option with a couple of backups. One dish at a time, you present your offerings, hoping they will be pleasing to him. The sense of joy is tangible when he accepts what's on offer, but on most days you end up providing a toddler with a sort of junior version of a seven-course tasting menu. Fortunately for us, he will leave us in no doubt if he's not into something by calmly picking it up and dropping it off the side of his uh, high chair. As he's wearing half of the food that he was supposed to consume, it's time for the bath. Things are going well until he starts pulling that face. The face that says, I might go right here, right now. Fortunately, this time it's a false alarm. There'll be no fishing tonight. And finally... The final act of the day, bedtime. Once you've assessed the temperature, humidity, pollen count, and level of light pollution in the room, you're just about ready to get him to sleep. There's one final negotiation about the amount of child literature that will be consumed, but once that's done, he's ready to go down. Silence. Door closed, monitor on, the cleanup operation begins. The house looks like we've been burgled and we're so very hungry. You divide and conquer and meet at the table when grown up dinner is ready. You debrief like emergency workers at the end of a very traumatic shift and collapse on the sofa to watch an episode of something, always watching the clock 
as to be in bed after 10 p.m. is dicing with danger these days. In bed, you start inexplicably looking at videos and pictures of the very boy you've been running around after all day, recalling the good and hilarious times you've had as parents. You giggle about the seven nights of Easter, as it's known in our house, when you had to sleep sitting up because uh, holding George because he was too full of cold to lie down for one whole week. And you wonder how you even survived the time when, for Sophie, we would genuinely celebrate when she got four hours consecutive sleep. And you laugh about the amount of old ladies who stopped you today to tell you how cute he is and how you can't get enough of the way he says, two. And such is the yin and the yang of parenthood, the high highs and the low lows. The best and the hardest thing you've ever done. The thing you're gagging for a day off from, but you wouldn't swap for all the money in the world. So what is it all about? Where does this primal desire for all of the above come from? As Christians, we believe it's because it's divine. It's part of our purpose. Like so many other things that God could have done by himself, he chooses to make us part of his plan. In this case, his plan for humans to run the world that he created. By producing and nurturing our children, we continue to live out that, uh, to live that out, to live out what God said in Genesis 1, 26 to 28. And this is from the message translation. Prosper, reproduce, fill the earth, take charge. Be responsible for fish in the sea and birds in the air, for every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. And if this is something we're doing in partnership with God, then the good news is he never expected us to do it by ourselves. He wants to help, to be part of the highs and the lows, the ultimate God, uh, grandparent, if you like. As it says in Philippians 4:13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that includes coping with the third or fourth pooplosion of the day. One thing that really helped Sophie and I through the sleepless, the most sleepless of nights, was the idea that every moment we're awake with him, praying in tongues for burps at 3 a.m was an investment in the future. That as one day the earth would be in the hands of Lexi and George and all of their generation, our little sacrifice was hopefully contributing to a bright future. But as they say, it takes a village to raise a child. And one of the beautiful things about infant baptism is not only that it spells out on paper some of the, the, the duty of raising children in this way, but that it's done in a place like this, in, a, in, in front of a group of people, a community who can help each other in this godly but strenuous task of raising a family. Parents and non-parents alike all have a part to play in helping these little ones find their purpose as God's future rulers of the earth and the kingdom's pride and joy as Jesus calls them in Luke 18. Tired parents can be prayed for, share experiences, and most importantly, find babysitters who are too Christian to say no.
So here at St. Peter's, we always create time and space to pray at the end of our services. You can come forward to be prayed for for absolutely anything. But perhaps today you'd like some prayer related to some of what I've spoken about. Perhaps you're a parent experiencing the very real sense of overwhelm. We believe God can help you. Perhaps you're not a parent and you're afraid of becoming one. Or for some reason you're unable to. We believe God can help and we'd love to pray for you. Whatever it is, we'd love to pray for you. So we'll have some space to do that in a moment. First, I'm going to ask Danny to come forward and he's going to just lead us in one more of these songs. Um, And then Chris is going to come and formally close our, our time together. And we'll have an opportunity just for anybody to be prayed for, for absolutely anything. So as Danny comes, why don't we stand? And you'll be getting used to this by now. The words will come up on the screen. We'll sing this song together.